When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that likes its coffee like it likes its corpses without cream. <laughs> no. And iced? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. I'm just, is this just going to be an episode, like an hour of me screaming? Is that well, the plan? I hope not if if you if you do maybe if you get loud i'll get soft oh like and i want to counter just like j-lo let's get loud um let's get loud that is not a, a poll i thought you would make um today we're talking about republicans we're gonna talk about republicans it is Hold not on to your butts it's not an april fool's joke that is really the topic that we that are is, talking about that is really the I'm, topic i'm excited i'm going to hopefully try to be objective and and kind but first, you <laughs> you had no, you didn't say, yeah, me too. You okay? Yes, I make zero promises. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's your show too. Um, I've already I've already been drinking just to get through today. So <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> but first, but first, the news. The news. Uh, number one <laughs> is I've been I have PTSD now about the. <laughs> Um, we, okay. Oh, the, the the news theme contest is over, and we'll announce it next time, right? Yeah, we will announce it next time. Cool. Okay. Okay. A queer black lawmaker in Georgia named Park Cannon has been arrested and forcibly moved from the state capitol's building. This happened on Thursday. The sweeping bill that uh, is basically voter suppression was being signed behind closed doors and she dared to stand outside the governor's closed door and knock on it. Um, I didn't know she was queer. I saw the story, but I didn't know she's queer. Yeah. What kind of queer is she? Like pink news says queer black lawmaker, queer black lawmaker all over the place. What, what kind of, what kind of queer is she? I mean, she could be just identify as queer. I should have anticipated that being a question that you would ask, Kyle. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't ask. I just said I didn't know she was queer. No, no. All right. Anyway, so this voter suppression law is being signed, and the governor did it behind closed doors, and she went and knocked on the door of his office loudly, and the police that were there told her to stop. She did not stop, so they hauled her away, and the video is actually really really stressful um i don't know if you've seen it i'll send it to you basically there's it's being filmed and they are not gentle with her like they grab her arm and they like handcuff her and haul her off while there's a crowd of people that are asking demanding what crime has she committed knocking on a door is not a crime in georgia <laughs> like like and and it just I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it would not have gone down this way for a white person. Yeah. And I just, I can't get over that basic principle. When you look at a video, if it's a person of color, 
that shit goes down that would not happen to white people. And I don't know why more white people can't tell. <laughs> like, like it just is, it's really disturbing. Yeah. Um, uh, she can be heard in the video saying there is no reason for me to be arrested. I'm a legislator <laughs> uh, and they, they legit drag her from the building. Like they drag her backwards with her feet dragging against the ground. Um, oh, wow. And, um, I'm not doing anything. I'm literally not doing anything. She told officers, uh, she's been, uh, charged with two felony charges. According to CNN, Shit. felony obstruction and preventing or disrupting general assembly session. But that and, was, was that a general assembly? No. Nope. In which case, I mean, if it, if it was, wouldn't she be allowed to be there? So she should be able to knock. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, Mike, I don't know the laws. I just, it, I mean, I guess I don't have to point out how this is crazy, but. Yeah. 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 Uh, the bill she's obviously trying to protest the bill. Uh, it said, quote, these restrictions serve no purpose other than to keep voters from exercising their constitutional right to vote we will not live in fear we will not be controlled we have a right to our future and a right to our freedom we will come together and continue fighting white supremacy in all its forms and a lot of angry white people out there <laughs> a lot of angry black people out there and when it comes to voter suppression it is always about race it is absolutely always about race White Republicans, and we're going to talk about those motherfuckers the entire <laughs> fucking episode. They can't win on the merits of their arguments, so they're going to win by stopping people from voting. And the people that vote Democrat are black and brown people, and they're going to stop them at any cost. And, and it makes sense that Georgia, you know, just, you know, had that big election where they two Democrats, you know, won their seats and now changes in voting. Yep. Yep, it's, it's, it's so, and it's a problem that doesn't actually exist, Kyle. They're writing <laughs> all of these laws to stop a problem that doesn't exist because they don't actually want to solve the problem because the problem doesn't exist. They want to continue to hold on to power and to win by silencing black people this reminds and other me of, people of color. This reminds me of trans people in bathrooms. Absolutely. Goddamn. <laughs> Fuck, Kyle. I'm already pissed off. We're not even to the actual episode yet. We're going to be calm and relaxed during this new segment. Everything's fine, everybody. Oh, God. Okay. News of the second. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Um, more fuckitudes. More fuckery. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, in the Arkansas legislature, they are working on Senate Bill 289, dubbed the Medical Ethics and Diversity Act. And it seeks to give medical workers a right to refuse providing health care to someone because of the worker's religious, moral, or ethical beliefs. What do you think that's going to be used for, Kyle? Uh, really just empowering people to treat everyone equally and fairly <laughs> and not work on Sundays, maybe, if they don't want to. No. Yeah. Gay and trans uh, people. The plan is to allow doctors, nurses, or even emts even the fucking paramedics to refuse to serve gay people just because don't like them so shouldn't have to um it, it it was previously rejected by the arkansas house public health welfare and labor committee over criticism that it was too broad before it passed uh last month it made it out of committee was returned with amendments passed the committee again passed the house and now has finally passed the senate mostly along partisan lines it's interesting Arkansas Representative Brant Smith, a Republican, 
I knew that before you said it. Brant Smith is absolutely a Republican. Yeah, yeah. Said he claims that these workers need these rights in order to object from doing certain surgical procedures. He means abortion or mm. anything on gay people. Uh, cites a similar law in Mississippi and Illinois that has yet to be challenged in court. But this is really interesting. He said that the language of this law he vetted with the Alliance Defending Freedom, which the Southern Poverty Law Center has identified as an anti-LGBTQ hate group. Okay. So this this bill was written by a hate group. The House Minority Leader Tippy McCullough, Democrat, said in response... <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh God! Quote: Why do you need a remedy for something that's not happening? <laughs> uh, she believes that the law will give license to those who will use this to discriminate or make folks feel uncomfortable in a lot of ways. I just, I just. Why am I pissing myself off even more, Kyle? <laughs> why did we sign up for this? <sighs> Is it cathartic at all to like get it get your anger out there, or does it just make you more angry? It just makes me more okay. angry. <laughs> then I don't know why. The thing the thing is, Kyle, I, I I have a very religious background. Um I was kind of a Bible thumper in high school and early college, and thankfully I grew out of that because I got drunk a lot. And <laughs> um I, I've been I've been largely like agnostic or borderline atheist for a really long time, and I'm reaching a new like radical phase of my life where i believe that religion is poison and nobody but idiots would even think that it was possible or true and that it's used for net negative net evil in fact i think there's very little good to it whatsoever and and this is just one more way in which that entire institution is being utilized to keep minority groups in check and uh, to wield power. Your fucking religion doesn't matter. Your fucking religion doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up and sit down. This is a democracy. This is a secular society. Blow it out your ass. And today's episode was was requested by a pastor. So, like, I... <laughs> this is your friend Kyle coming to you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what I... The... I think the overall institution is is fuckers the net effect of the institution is i very much could understand if you say it's negative i think that would be a you know open for debate uh, the problem is well i guess i think we'll talk about this a little bit more as well is like i actually don't give a shit what you believe like i don't necessarily believe in god or or religion but like I don't want to discourage like part of me thinking everyone can do whatever the fuck they want is being able to go to church and believe in religion and believe in God and everything and believe Jesus like took a quick nap for three days in a cave and then woke up. What was that yeah. happened? And then yeah, started to great. fly on a unicorn yeah. up to the sky. Anyway, see, um, that's what you were learning in Texas public school. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I just think it's important to distinguish like Believe what you want. Also, your religion is not allowed to harm other people, which this is doing. I'm people trying to reel die. back in the the, the religious <laughs> people listening if they haven't clicked off already. People are going to die yeah. because of this bill. Yeah. And it's all going to be because people believe that their God justifies the icky feeling that they feel about gay people. And, yeah. and, and I just... How is that a good force for society? Anyway, okay. 
last but not least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One happy thing. Ooh. My happy place of the week is, of course, Lil Nas X's Montero, <laughs> yeah. Call Me By Your Name video, in which, more religion, here we go, the the thing that everybody keeps saying in this, because it's the epic fucking fantastic part, he rides a stripper pole to hell and gives Satan a lap dance. <laughs> it is fantastic have you seen it yet i have and then murdered satan <laughs> and put on his like you know hair crown yeah. <laughs> oh my god it is fin- he's, he's so hot oh I my know. god okay but his but- i didn't realize until i saw like some of the stills for it like his legs go on forever he has <laughs> so many legs <laughs> Three of them. Three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, conservatives are losing their goddamn minds over this video. And I kind of think that was the point, which yeah. I admire it when somebody just pokes the bear, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Conservative Twitter is losing their shit. Director and self proclaimed free thinker Robbie Starbuck uh, said in a tweet conservatives colon hollywood is pushing out intentionally evil content to kids hollywood colon lol conservatives are so crazy no we aren't not at all then hollywood does this and a link to the video many of these people are evil i say this having directed a lot of these celebs lil nas x's response to that tweet was satan three heart eye emoji smileys Uh, uh, let's see then um matthew betley i don't know who that is he's an author in a since deleted tweet shared an opinion that nobody asked for quote (laughs) it's just sick and depraved and an attempt to destroy our society he said of the video whenever whenever you say a since deleted tweet i'm like oh this shit's gonna be good (laughs) 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 yep exactly exactly i'm glad i'm glad the internet's forever um uh, Lil Nas X responded to that tweet. There is a mass shooting every week that our government does nothing to stop. Me sliding down a CGI pole isn't what's destroying society. <laughs> um, let's see. Mint Chip, who is apparently a rapper, hmm. shared video footage of the Old Town Road musician performing in a school assembly hall. Uh, dozens of cowboy hat wearing children jumping and singing along with glee to Old Town Road. And tweeted, the system is targeting kids. Lil Nas X's fan base is mostly children. They did the same thing with Miley Cyrus after Hannah Montana. And Lil Nas X's response was, there, is, there was no system involved. I made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I am not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. That is your job. <laughs> yeah also like you cannot find a picture of anyone with kids like if that's your basis for right. like yeah and like the idea it's bringing like anti-feminist views into this with like miley cyrus an adult woman that is sexy and sings about sexy stuff like yep yep i, I i've got to say i i really taking a step back from the backlash and the bullshit this video I found, I personally found to be not only hilarious, but also empowering. Like, he's just overtly gay and sexual. And I I don't 
know that there are many examples of somebody with this level of fame doing that kind of thing. He like Satan is a dude and he full on gives him a <laughs> twerking his ass in his crotch sex lap dance. And it, like there's no apologizing for it. There's no like pretending that's not what's happening. It is very, very explicit and clear yeah. in a PG way. It's not like you don't see any dicks or anything, yeah. but like that's it leaves nothing to the imagination that this is this is a faggot doing faggot shit. And <laughs> I, I, I really I really I really liked it a lot. I even like read something and uh, I think there was even more uh, metaphor in there that I realized something like he was wearing pink when they arrested him and they were wearing blue. And that is talking about gender norms. Like there's a lot of shit in there that I didn't realize. Yeah. 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 Watch it, everybody. And then watch it again. And then whatever, whoever is advertising on that video, buy their shit and then watch it some more. <laughs> yeah. That's the news. That's the news. Um, well, um, speaking of buying their shit, I want to thank these people from for buying our shit. Uh, right. Thank you to Patreon. That one actually worked, unlike most of my transitions. <laughs> um, I would like to thank Patreon members uh, David Amiso. Amiso? Uh, Jake S, Blake, just, and just just Blake, just Blake. Blake's a hot name, right? It's a hot name for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, and Darren K. So uh, thank okay. you to everyone who supports us. And if you want to do the same, go to Patreon.com/slash/gayishpodcast. Yeah, do it. Well, uh, speaking of Patreon members, this episode, at a certain level of Patreon, you get to basically produce your own episode. Kyle and I sit down and have a have a chat and figure out what your your interests are and then tailor an episode to that. And uh, so this this week is Kevin Henderson, um, who is one of our big supporters, and uh, he wanted us to talk about the GOP and the Republican Party. So here we Mike, go. Close your ears. Sorry, Mike said your religion doesn't matter, Kevin. You're... <laughs> okay, you can listen again, Mike. <laughs> All right, great. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Republicans. Oh, yes, yes, Republicans. Um, do you want to so, go? You said you were going to tell me about the history of yeah, the GOP. I want to talk about the history of the GOP. And I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Before we start, <laughs> well, God, should we? Should I trigger no. warning myself, <laughs> Mike? Before you start, before I start, <laughs> this, this episode, episode pisses you off to no end. One of the things about the modern Republican Party that pisses me off the most is to say Lincoln was a Republican, and the idea is that Abraham Lincoln who was the first Republican president, freed the slaves, and therefore Republicans are not fucking racist hmm. when they are. That is the party of white supremacy and racism. And just pointing out that 160 years ago, they Lincoln was, was a member of their party is just so disingenuous and ahistorical and ignores so much about what's true and happening now in the party. And I, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Anyway, the GOP was founded in 1854. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, it was it was it was founded in 1854 by people who were fighting the expansion of slavery into the Western territories. Um, at the time, they supported economic reform and classic liberalism, 
while, again, opposing the expansion of slavery. And Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican president, and he was elected in 1860. So what's interesting uh, about this also, I think, people are like, we need a third party, we need a third party. And then everybody says, well, how are you going to possibly dismantle the Democrat and Republican binary that we have in this country? But but we we have before, and if you know your history, you know that like this party went from nothing. It was founded in 1854 to a president in the White House six years later. Wow. Um, uh, but but really, we have to talk about the fact that the Republican Party became the party of fuckfaces in the 20th century. Do we have to talk about uh, that? <laughs> Instead, what I want to talk about is if we uh, were to start a new political party right now, what would we call it? Uh. uh the gayish agenda, of course. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, you can go back to fuckfacery. All right, great, great. <laughs> um, the Republican Party started shifting to the right after 1912, give or take. And by the time that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965 came about, the South of the United States, which had been solidly Democratic for many, many years, because the Democrats were the party of slavery, um, abandoned ship. They they wholesale left the party and uh, went over to the Republican side. And that's been basically the way that things have been since then. I, I'm I'm glossing over a, a lot of n- nuance and history here, but but the, the point is that in the early 20th century, up until now, the Democrats and the Republicans switched places. The Liberal Party of Progress and Racial Justice is the Democratic Party. And the Party for Queer People is the Democratic Party. And in this country right now, unfortunately, you have two choices, Democrats and Republicans. And the Republicans are the party of straight white people. Um, And then so I wanted to talk about the history of uh, gender and sexuality politics in, in the Republican Party. By looking at their platform. So if you don't know how party politics work, everybody, there's sure there's a convention but at the convention. Not only do they decide who they want to run for president, but they also create the party platform, which is a rather long document. Both all parties do it, not just the two major ones. Um, uh, but it, it's, it's a long document that says this is what we stand for, like outlines in no uncertain terms. If you vote for us, this is what we believe. And uh, the Republican Party platform has included anti-LGBT language explicitly in it uh, since the early 90s. So uh, I feel like it, it, it I, uh, just guessing is part of that because before the 90s, it was it was obvious you were anti-LGBT. You didn't have to explicitly say that you were anti-LGBT. Well, yeah, I mean, there is there is a backfire effect, right? Like as we came through the AIDS crisis and gay rights made a whole bunch of strides post Stonewall, like then there was a thing to push back against. Right. And so uh, it's it it doesn't it doesn't. If something doesn't matter enough to matter, then (laughs) you don't have to fight it. Right. But my hope is that that's why not to silver linings this. um that's why we're seeing all these anti-trans legislations and they're yes. things that don't actually matter or aren't real problems because like you, I, I'm hoping that's a reflection of trans rights getting better and improving and lives are getting easier and people being able to be more out. So I don't yep. want to diminish like how shitty it is, 
but in my mind that's a a reason yeah i i mean i always fuck it up the quote and i always try to say it Mm -hmm. uh because it's supposed to be gandhi or god knows who actually said it but the whole thing about like first they ignore us and then they make fun of us and then they fight us and then we win and um I, i i think i think that that whether that quote actually happened or not is a good model and it is indeed like what happens and and uh trans people are very much in the we fight you part of that cycle right now yeah so prior to 1992 the gop party platform tended to make vague references to family values Hmm. and they didn't actually acknowledge the existence of queer or trans people but said especially in the early 80s a lot of stuff about the the family is the unit of society and it's under attack by blah 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 <laughs> but always always talking about family values as their their thing um and then it finally got a little more pointed in 1992 so they said in their platform at that time we stand united with those private organizations such as the Boy Scouts of America oh. who are defending decency in fulfillment of their own moral responsibilities. We reject the irresponsible position of those corporations that have cut off contributions to such organizations because of their courageous stand for family values. Moreover, we oppose efforts by the Democrat Party to include sexual preference as a protected minority receiving preferential status under civil rights statutes at the federal, state, and local level. Okay, here's a rant aside you didn't know was going to (laughs) happen. Fucking goddamn Republicans saying Democrat Party. It is the Democratic Party, and they remove the IC because Democratic democracy is good, but the Democrat Party, they're evil and bad, so we have to truncate their name to make a point. Fuck you, you dickbags. I'm going to start calling you repubs from now on, (laughs) just on principle, because you're being assholes, you fuckers. Okay, great. I hope you have a wonderful day, everybody. (laughs) I also didn't realize that that abbreviation to be dickbags went as early as 1992. but. That, that's I would have never thought about that, but that makes so much sense now that you say it. Great. I'm glad it makes <laughs> sense, Kyle. <laughs> okay, to be fair, a lot of things you say end up making sense, but that's but that one particularly. But yeah, it, it, in, in 1992, they were saying that they that sexual preference, which that was as close as they could come to saying gay people, uh, uh, sexual preference that they that they opposed including sexual preference as a protected minority. I will uh, okay. Uh, saying sexual preference like back then was very common vernacular so i i there's going to be many places where you're justifiably angry that one like i don't there that was not intentionally hurtful yeah it's in that it's i think you're right that historical context is important and that that things had a different level of connotation depending on when you're talking about it but the, the whole thing is built in this idea that gay is what you do not who you are and that that sexual preference is like you're choosing that you prefer this so you're selecting it yeah. um it, it, it's just like calling it a lifestyle choice yeah. right like it's it's not about it's not about who you are or, or your intrinsic sexuality it's it's the behavior that's the problem yeah. that, that you're you're selecting to do this you're electing to do these awful things yeah i mean so, but i also think that was not uh, absolutely and, and now when i hear the word preference it and lifestyle those great my ears i also don't think like i didn't even know about that or think about that like back in those days so i'm yeah. i'm still standing by i don't hold that 
that specific wording against them. Well, also in the 92 platform, they said, we oppose any legislation or law which legally recognizes same-sex marriages and allows such couples to adopt children or provide foster care. And in another section, they said, unlike the Democrat Party and its candidate, we support the continued exclusion of homosexuals from the military as a matter of good order and discipline, which I remember in the early 90s, don't ask, don't tell, and the Clinton administration's implementation of that policy as being very much in the zeitgeist. Like we were, we were, everybody was suddenly super worried that Tommy the soldier was going to try to fuck his guy, neighbor, friend, dude with the, the rifle instead of fighting the Nazis or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, the, the, I, the, I, those <laughs> Nazis that were, that we were fighting in the nineties. Remember everybody? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Let's see. So we, we largely see the, language being about we we don't see nearly as much religious overtones to the language in the platform until later on (laughs) but uh the focus seems to be on military readiness and family values as being things that are eroded by the homosexuals and that they they, uh, oppose that and then in 2000 the platform Pretty serious about this gay marriage thing. We do not believe sexual preference should be given special legal protection or standing in law. And we strongly support... Oh, sorry, this is 2004. I apologize. 2004's platform. We strongly support President Bush's call for a constitutional amendment that fully protects marriage. And we believe that neither federal nor state judges nor bureaucrats should force states to recognize other living arrangements as equivalent to marriage. We believe, and the social science confirms, it does not, you fuckers, that the well-being of children is best accomplished in the environment of the home, nurtured by their mother and father, anchored by the bonds of marriage. We further believe that legal recognition and the accompanying benefits afforded couples should be preserved for that unique and special union of one man and one woman, which has historically been called marriage. I can't read this anymore, Kyle. My mouth hurts. Like, it causes me physical pain in my tongue. To, to... <laughs> the last time you felt that much physical pain in your tongue, you were blowing a 10-inch dick. God, no, they don't exist. Oh, okay. I'm gonna find I wanted one to set someday. you up for another rant. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, Kyle. Okay, so this is going longer than I wanted it to. Gayish, and <laughs> um, so that really was sort of the the. I don't have any data here, but like the religious right rose to power in the '90s, and then when 9/11 happened, uh, that really solidified the reign of terror that is white Christian power in this country. And you see that reflected in the platforms of the Republican Party in the early 2000s. That, that it's, it's very much a, a fight of, against um, changing don't ask, don't tell, uh, it, 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 against homosexuals and trans people in, in the military. Well, not trans people was later. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. Um, DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, was very much it, it's something that they desperately wanted to protect marriage. They were pushing a constitutional amendment to ban um, gay marriage at the federal level. And uh, that leads us to 2016. And the 2016 platform is the 2020 platform because they were too lazy to do any work. <laughs> um, but Gregory T. Angelo, who at the time was the president of the Log Cabin Republicans, oh. the best known gay conservative group in the country, called the 2016 Republican platform, quote, 
the most anti-LGBT platform in history. Damn. He, they came out against the that platform? Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, the platform condemns, quote, redefining sex discrimination to include sexual orientation or other categories, which that's directly about trans people. Um, it it tips its hat to gay conversion therapy in a section that was reportedly drafted by Tony Perkins, a motherfucker fuckface asshole that we've talked about before on the show. Uh, he's the president of the Family Research Council. Um, uh, quote, we support the right of parents to determine the proper medical treatment and therapy for their minor children. Uh, but then most importantly, huge sections about Obergefell v. Hodges, which is the Supreme Court landmark case that made same-sex marriage legal in all 50 states. Quote, the data and the facts lead to an inescapable conclusion. Every child deserves a married mom and dad. Yeah, the so reality... they shouldn't get married to a gay person. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's still compatible with same sex. Oh. oh, God. The reality remains that millions of American families do not have the advantages that come with that structure. We honor the courageous efforts of those who bear the burdens of parenting alone and embrace the principle that all Americans should be treated with dignity and respect. But respect is not enough. Our laws and our government's regulations should recognize marriage as the union of one man and one woman and actively promote married family life as the basis of a stable and prosperous society. For that reason, as explained elsewhere in this platform, we do not accept the Supreme Court's redefinition of a marriage, and we urge its reversal, whether through judicial reconsideration or a constitutional amendment returning control over marriage to the states. We oppose government discrimination against businesses or entities which decline to sell items or services to individuals for activities that go against this. <laughs> it trailed off. I don't know why it trailed off, so I'm guessing that that's what it said. Anyway, okay, so, 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 so. We've said it before on the show. I want to say it again now. You can be the peacemaker if you want to. <gasps> Ooh. If you are a Republican, if you vote for the Republican Party, you are explicitly, unequivocally, supporting a party that believes that gay people should not be married, that gay people should not have children, that gay people are less than. And that is, in writing, in many, many places, a fundamental tenet of that party. So get right with that. Like, I don't know how you get your head around that. And 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 then, like, I, I don't... I, I just get so upset, Kyle. <laughs> that is what you are supporting. Yeah. That party believes that in writing, they're evil fuckers and I fucking hate them. Great. Uh, okay. Well, we were, <laughs> you, you said all like true factual things. No, I think, and, and I will at least take it one step further in that. It's not. So the idea of villainizing same-sex marriage, like they are, they do not view you as equal. The, the, or the, yeah. the platform devalues you as a human being and and devalues your right and and liberty so I, I, you know I, you're right I try to I try to be a peacemaker conflict makes me uncomfortable but like and if you if you make that decision I disagree with you but also uh, you know I don't know yeah you just yes you just want you to know that that's what you're voting for yep and when people tell you who they are believe them. <laughs> hmm. I don't believe it. Okay, great. 
Well, um, I talked so much, Kyle. I got so angry. <laughs> uh, but you perked up when I talked about log cabin Republicans, and I, I feel like you said you had things to say about those yeah. fuckers. Should I, should I go into my log cabin Republican thing? Yes, you okay. should absolutely talk about the 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 Wikipedia definition of cognitive dissonance. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did my best to look them up and try to objectively think about the pros and cons of the law cabin Republicans. So to tell you a little mm. bit about them, they are uh, the nation's oldest and largest organization representing LGBT conservatives and straight allies who support fairness, freedom, and equality for all Americans. Great. Um, and you, I, I didn't even say anything yet and you're already, <laughs> I, can, I can just tell. Um, the, the mission uh, on their website, log cabin Republicans are LGBT Republicans and straight allies who support equality under the law for all free markets, individual liberty, limited government and a strong national defense. Yep. And that really stood out to me, especially considering all the other things that I found, because it is not just, we are Republicans who are fighting for LGBT rights. They are Republicans who are fighting for, I mean, you will decide if they really are, but fighting for LGBT rights and limited government and national defense and yep. free markets. So they are, they, they claim to be, an LGBT rights organization, but they, it's more than that. It, it goes beyond that. And it says specifically in their mission. Yep. It's it, And it's not fighting for fairness, people who fight for fairness. And we also happen to believe these things. Those are the, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I tried to think about the pros and the cons of the log cabin Republicans, the group, the fact that it exists, what good, what bad does it do? And I'm going to, I'm going to, in what might be the most challenging moment, in gayish history, Ooh. Mike, what yeah. are some pros of the log cabin Republicans? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. If you, okay, here's what I'll say too, as a challenge. If you cannot come up with one thing that they do as, and I'm not saying that that makes it good or that makes them okay. If you can't think of one thing that's good about them, then I question your ability to be objective. Sure. I imagine at the RNC, the Republican National Convention, that like all of those happy white people get together to vote for the latest Trump, whatever. <laughs> and I imagine that there's a log cabin Republican booth or like maybe, maybe a little like super buttoned up bow tied faggot handing out pamphlets. <laughs> and for that split second, Republican Karen has to admit that they exist and that gay people exist and that they're, humanity has to be acknowledged in that interaction because we're all republicans in a big happy tent we're all on the same side so for that split second that delegate has to engage with a gay person and at least pretend to not be revolted and i think that's fantastic <laughs> yeah absolutely also <laughs> but didn't they deny the log cabin republicans a booth uh, mm -hmm. State party conventions did. Oh, yeah, I, okay. and I, I don't remember if that happened at the national convention or not. Okay. Well, because it was all fucked up because of COVID too. Yeah. They didn't really like have it. Yeah, but did they the year? Did they four years ago? It doesn't. We don't have. To, I don't know. Um, yeah, totally, absolutely, and and um, so working from within the organization to help convince people, we know that meeting, knowing a gay person, is one of the biggest things to help influence someone to support them, and I imagine that. 
it may be difficult for some Republicans to meet a gay person, given yeah. given their views of us. So uh, provides an opportunity to kind of ground who gay people are. Um, I think it's I think it's useful to provide conservative LGBT people a place of belonging. Um, mm-hmm. And what I think is important, and, and one of the things that I was thinking about, and I think one of the reasons I don't want to just straight out say like, everyone is fuckers is if you if you are they are though well (laughs) i guess yeah you could say it's just if you're an lgbt person that is also a republican and like imagine how i guess never mind i'll come back to that put a butt plug in that or you're a republican i don't know don't pretend your butt doesn't exist for a moment Mm -hmm. um they uh have uh, a few things that I'll point out that they have worked to do, um, which seems like good, good stuff. They were founded actually uh, because they were opposed the Briggs initiative, which is an initiative whose goal was to ban gay people from teaching at schools. Yeah. Um, they, in another good thing in 2004, they raised uh, or they spent a million dollars in advertising and uh, lobbying campaign against the federal marriage amendment, which would have defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Um, and there was a lawsuit, Log Cabin Republicans versus the United States. It challenged Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Um, and it ended up being, Don't Ask, Don't Tell ended up getting removed uh, via legislation. But in, in the process, they did move it forward. It went to a federal court. The federal court determined it to be unconstitutional. So it, it, they they brought a law that was moving moving forward. Yep. Um, so there, there are some good things they've done in support of LGBT issues. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you what the cons are because that will also be a. <laughs> well, I, I I have another pro actually, which you, oh. I, don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that the the modern Republican Party has a problem. It has a identity crisis on but its hands. But a bitch ain't one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except for the lesbian log cabin Republicans, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's because in this country most elections are first past the post winner take all election style and that a lot of political theory political science theory points to that basically creating a two-party system and that's what we have we have the democrats and we have the republicans in most in most cases but those giant big parties then have to cast a wide enough of a net to get to 50 percent plus one more often than not right in order to accomplish that the Republican Party has to go for like old school Republican principles of being pro-business, anti-tax, limited government, uh, fiscal conservatism. And in, included in that is the, the sort of uh, contradictory being pro-military. There's a there's a there's a defense spending almost jingoism that happens there. But that's not enough. That core set of principles there is not enough to get to 50% plus one, and the Republican Party knows it. And in order to then get themselves past that goal, they have brought into the fold crazy fuck-ass religious conservatives, evangelical Christians, are a significant portion of what they need to keep on board in order to get them past that 50% mark and still win elections so the tension in the republican party is between those old school business and defense fiscal conservative but pro defense conservatives those republicans and the anti-abortion 
anti-gay religious crazies. I think that the Log Cabin Republicans, by their existence, bolsters the not-so-crazy Republican aspects of that party, <laughs> right? Like, like what they're saying, limited government, pro-defense, they, they're, they're helping those rather rational parts of the Republican Party and, and, and bringing credence to those. Because uh, I, 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 think, I think that actually having a functioning and healthy Republican Party is important. And I don't think we have it now. And I, I'm, I, it scares me for our future that we don't. But they have a, they're a part, they're, they're working within the Republican Party to say, hey, fuck all of that social conservative horse shit. Let's focus on the, the not so crazy aspects of, of conservative thought. And they're, they're a voice for that. So that, yeah. that I would put that in the pro column. For yeah. It's, it's like at Thanksgiving, you know, when you're drunk, Aunt Bethany's going to be there. You can get kind of drunk because because <laughs> like, she's going to be like so much crazy. It's like you, you want like someone at the other end. So that you like seem anyway. Okay. So the cons here are uh, the biggest one is the, the idea of working towards LGBT uh, rights within the Republican Party is good. I don't believe they always achieve that. Um, yeah. So uh, as an example, they endorsed Romney in spite of the fact that he supported same sex, uh, the same sex marriage ban, and he objected to don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. being repealed. <laughs> that those words yeah. are important. He objected right. to it being repealed, so he supported "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." Uh, the rationale that they gave was the gravity of economic and national security issues currently at stake. I think that speaks to you know. You mentioned the cognitive dissonance. I uh, I I think that line, the the overall benefit of all the other policies is a major thing people use to justify either yeah. voting for a Republican or doing things that are not in their best interest. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, they hoped he would change his mind on Employment Non-Discrimination Act. And then in the Wikipedia wow. article, it said he did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when someone tells you who they are, believe them. It's it, it, That feels like a very flimsy. Yeah, there would be no reason. I don't know why they would think that. Um, they endorsed Trump in 2020. Of course they did. Although they didn't in 2016. Yeah. That's weird. That It's the other way that I would. Anyway. Um, uh, so th- the things that they do do not always show. I-, I think it would have been very powerful for them to not endorse Romney or not endorse Trump and say, no, we can't be flexible on LGBT rights. That's, you know, that's who we are. You don't support these policies. We can't endorse you. So the idea that they are letting, you know, th- the economy overshadowed, it's like, well, uh, but but your entire goal should be LGBT people, which is why yeah. I at, at the top mentioned like their goal is not just LGBT people. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's because the, the inmates are running the asylum, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the crazies in the party have gotten to such a, such a size that now if you speak out against Trump, if you speak out against the, the crazy party line, you will be destroyed. Like there is no room for, for that. Like that's what happened in Arizona, right? When Cindy McCain declined to endorse president Trump and, and was, was campaigning for Joe Biden. And then the Arizona Republican party 
got they censured her and had this big old like freak out moment but all of all of that is is because you can't do that yeah. you can't like there there is no sp- like the choices are to endorse trump or find another party yeah because it's gotten it's it's gotten that crazy and that's okay that is very interesting um because bush supported the federal marriage amendment which uh, would have defined marriages between a man and a woman. Uh, so the law cabin Republicans uh, did not endorse him for reelection in 2004. Mm-hmm. When the Palm Beach County chapter of the log cabin Republicans did endorse him, they revoked their charter. Oh God. Which it, that to me is like, it, uh, it, it is exactly what it said. You fall in line. And if not, you're kicked out in this case, you fall in line with us as the log cabin Republicans, or you kicked out of us. And it's so weird that like, so because a group went against the bigger, you know, log cabin Republican group and in, endorsed someone, they got kicked out. But then later they're <laughs> endorsing Romney and Trump. Like how, Yeah. It, anyway, it, it, they, they are exhibiting those same behaviors of you fall in line or you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another con is uh, I, I think, Actually, connecting to that is I think uh, having this group, especially one that is not drawing the line and saying, if you don't support LGBT issues, we're not going to support you, is that can encourage surface level support for LGBT people that gives people a talking point that says, oh, they're pro LGBT. Um, I yep. read um, from the their website uh, der, uh, for in the campaign uh, uh bush's uh, presidential campaign it says during the campaign governor bush met with a group of gay conservatives after the meeting he said he was a better man for having heard their stories and listened to their concerns which that doesn't matter if you then turn around and don't like what is he going to walk away and be like man they were real assholes <laughs> like yeah what right. are you going to say in your presidential campaign so like th- him saying that gives people a quote to turn around and say, no, he met with us and he thought we were kind of chill. Like, yeah. 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 So, um, I think the, uh, another, uh, con is that, uh, I don't think there's a strong, as strong of a connection to the, uh, overall LGBT group, like overall LGBT people. And I think that can feel like, it feels like they are representing us in a way that is not actually representing us, you know, like mm. I, I don't, I don't feel a strong connection between big organizations like the HRC or Lambda legal or, or whatever and log cabin Republicans. And it just doesn't feel like we're all working towards the same thing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. I, I watched, I don't know why this comes to mind. I was watching a, a video of um, a logo correspondent that went to the Republican national convention and was reporting from the floor of the convention and he looks so terrified and he, <laughs> and he talked about it. He's like, I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Hey, I'm at the Republican convention. I'm a little bit in fear of my physical safety. Oh God. But, like, but um, it, it just, just uh, the, 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 the point was that like their logo is the, the gay television network and their quote unquote mainstream LGBT. And uh, they, they they don't feel a part of what's happening there. <laughs> no, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. Um, and lastly, uh, I've kind of uh, referenced this, but I think that they can either ignore uh, 
issues that are LGBT issues or misrepresent LGBT issues. Uh, a few examples. So racism, I, I, I think back to our Black Lives Matter episode or gay white privilege episode. Um, and it was during that time I came across this tweet from Alexander Leon who said racism is a queer issue. Um, mm. And that, that really stuck with me, that phrase. And there is racism in the LGBT community that mm-hmm. impacts, I mean, you know, there's a lot of places where racism is an issue, but it definitely impacts LGBT people. And that's really important. Racism is not mentioned or covered in anything that they say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so, you know, they represent only the portion of LGBT people that they like, you know, not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there. Uh, they say that they are, uh, in support of de- decriminalizing uh, being gay worldwide, which that's great. Uh, but also they s- support, they <laughs> to do that, they say, we know that the world succeeds when the United States is at the helm of the international stage, you know, to, you know, defense spending and all that stuff. Like I have, I don't, I don't know about you. I do not often hear other countries say, man, if only we had the United States intervening in our affairs, we'd be so much better. Right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, website does specifically vocalize support for the protection of religious liberties, which again, I'm like, well, okay. Is, is that really an LGBT issue? If you, if you're not talking about racism in our community, so clearly you're not covering all people within our community, but religion is important to you. That's probably a subset of those people. Like, you know, it's, it's very clearly a, a very handpicked portion of the community that they're trying to, uh, trying to help support or advocate for. So back to that point that we put a butt plug in, I'm really annoyed that they are cherry picking a very specific group within the LGBT community. So in response though, if I, if I turn around and think about me, I also, as someone who wants to advocate, advocate for LGBT people need to consider Republican LGBT people. They are a portion of the community, just like people of color, just like, I don't know, lots of other intersect people with HIV, just a lot of, a lot of other intersections that are important to LGBT Republican LGBT people exist. And I want to, I should be, I think I should be working towards things that benefit everyone, including them. So I think that's one of the reasons that I, I don't want to, straight up like you straight up gay up um uh, you know yell at them also yeah. i voted for bush once so fuck them no hey <laughs> i know i'm with you i get it i get it that makes sense i i i have this like my instinct kicks in to try to save them from themselves mm. like <laughs> <laughs> and that's not necessarily well put well, some people well just don't want to be saved sometimes you're yeah. meredith gray drowning in the water yeah indeed indeed <laughs> so I'm going to talk real quick about just a general Republican thing. And um, do you ever ask yourself, maybe I'm the crazy one? No. No? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes, absolutely all the time. <laughs> Pretty confident it's true. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Okay, great. I mean, like, I get, I get so worked up about, like, facts don't matter and they're crazy and they are just, they are don't know how to think. And like, I, I just, I, I have, I have so many really intense feelings about them, but then I stop and I think to myself, they say the same thing about the left that we're all brainwashed and that we're, we're in the intolerant left. And like that, that, uh, that we're the ones that are brainwashed by media. Yeah. I mean, I think about the, the same thing for trans issues where, you know, 
people will say you can't argue with science. And what they mean is that gender is binary and assigned at birth. And it's like, that's literally the opposite of every major medical organizations. Like, so yep. the talking points are the same though, like believe science. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah. And, and, and here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's, <gasps> What's that, the thing? That, that's a pretty good tea up Kyle. Ooh, tea for trans tea for trans. No. Uh, so, so, Political scientists Brendan Nyhan and Jason Reifler did a study. And in this study, they took Republicans and Democrats and ran them through this exercise where they were provided with information. For instance, Bush administration, the Bush administration made claims before the Iraq war that they had weapons of mass destruction. Some of those people were then split off and they were also given the comprehensive 2004 Delphir report that concluded definitively that <clears throat> Iraq did not have weapons of mass destruction before the United States invaded in 2003. And it's interesting the impact that that refutation has, depending on whether the person reading it is a Republican or a Democrat. Here's the thing among the Republicans, 34% believed that Iraq had hidden or destroyed its weapons before the U.S. invasion. After receiving the report that said they for sure did not, 64% believed that they had them and destroyed them before the U.S. invasion. Wait, In other words, the study convinced them that they were even more right, despite the fact that the study said exactly the opposite of their belief. And it like doubled? Doubled. Holy doubled. shit. They're calling this the backfire effect. Now, what's interesting is with the Democrats, that did not happen. So it doesn't go from 34% to zero, which it should be fucking zero because the study says it didn't happen. <laughs> so it should be zero. It doesn't move at all. Hmm. So Democrats believe what they believe and they continue to believe it. Republicans believe what they believe, and then they believe it even more <laughs> if you try to prove it wrong. If you have proof, they will dig in even more. I, you're, you shouldn't drop to, down to zero. Like, I, I, if, <laughs> if you should, no, I'm, I'm serious. I, like, if you're accepting lots of forms of information, if I'm hearing a report and I'm reading it for the first time, I don't know. Uh, who the organization is or who, you know, it, I don't think it's start down zero, but I still, that doesn't change your report. I don't know why I'm arguing There's about that. A, as there, there were other things that were studied, not just that one question. There were multiple questions that were studied. There was a similar backfire effect to uh, being told that the Bush administration tax cuts increased federal revenue. <laughs> and then a, a <laughs> sorry, that just that sentence alone should be false, like uh, yeah. impossible. And then, and then a, a paper that, was written by Bush administration officials mm. saying that, no, that's not true. 35% of conservatives believed the Bush claim. 67% believed it after they got the refutation. From from the... Yeah. Well, I would think if it came from the party, they would... Huh. Yep. 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 So uh, the study was showing that it's because Republicans are more rigid than democrats um it, it, it it's based on this idea that the right wing has spent so many years deriding so-called experts 
that there's no negative credibility to expertise <laughs> among Republicans. Here's the, the, the killer quote from this article. Quote, the very fact that an expert says a conservative claim is wrong is taken as a good reason to believe the claim. Experts say not to fuck Kyle gently <laughs> every night. Then um, a horde of Republicans hello. choke Kyle out. <laughs> That's um, insane. I had no idea. Yeah, apparently, yeah. And so now the, the the question the question is does does being stupid make you a Republican or does being a Republican make you stupid? <laughs> That's okay. That can't be the I don't support this question. <laughs> but yeah, there's 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 a measurable difference in the way that Republicans and Democrats respond to expertise and science. And uh this this study showed that like in the face of facts to the contrary <laughs> Republicans from their own party sometimes measurably react differently and that republicans tend to dig in even more <sighs> than before and all of it seems to be based in fear also that like you're being lied to is a lie that they have told themselves for so long mm. that they just can't help but knee-jerk believe it mm. and it explains so much anti-vaxxing it, it explains well, defensive family being like that's based on fear that you know the gays are going to destroy i don't know kids or voter yeah. suppression it, yeah. it it really it really is just a, a brainwashing mindfuck that has worked very very well yeah. and um wait are we talking about religion or the republicans well both yeah. <laughs> um yeah anyway that's called the backfire effect and apparently the backfire effect only works on conservatives and um there's lots of thoughts about 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 why hmm. but um can i yeah. share with you my data please do um well that's what they believe but let's talk about what they feel okay sure specifically what how they feel about themselves as people okay. i'm gonna tell you gata that talks about republicans and democrats and being gay and great that yeah. Uh, this is from the Williams Institute by Ilan H. Meyer and Soon Q. Choi. Uh, this it. was, yeah, probably not. Um, this was uh, done in 2020, hot off the presses. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this uh, talks about LGB people. Um, okay. Unfortunately, there is no T except what the results show. Um, so <laughs> just, to, just to set the stage, there are 9 million lgbt adults okay sorry t's t's you're in you're in this one uh, nine million lgbt adults are registered and eligible to vote or at least as of the 2020 election um, of those the breakdown of the party affiliation of those 50 percent are democrat 15 mm. percent are republican 22 mm percent -hmm. are independent mm -hmm. and 13 percent are either a different party or unsure great okay uh so now, now on to, sorry, T's, you can stop listening now. Okay. Uh, uh, LG, oh, and actually just comparing Democrats and Republicans. So the, for the small amount of people that this now covers, um, there are similarities between LGBT, nope, LGB Republicans and Democrats. Uh, for example, most have disclosed that they were LGB to, uh, family members, straight friends, coworkers, or healthcare providers. Um, they, uh, both Republicans and Democrats had a similar level of perceived stigma, how they felt people viewed them because they mm. were LGB. Um, and I wanted to start there because there is some 
middle or not middle ground. There is some overlap. We have some similarities, but now here are the differences that I think are very interesting. Okay, great. Give me the differences. The percentage that want that wish they were completely straight. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. 41% of Republicans and 17% of Democrats. Yeah. Great. And it, this is, I, if you if you were with a group of people that tells you what you are is bad, of course you don't want to be that. Like if you were actually loved and accepted and accepted that love and and internalized it for yourself, you wouldn't want to change who you are. Yeah, you they feel that way because they're surrounded by assholes. <laughs> I've been surrounded by assholes, but it's very different. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I uh, part of this is. Yeah, like like you're talking about is is blaming it on the people around them. Like it is understandable that even Democrats, it is very reasonable that someone would want to be straight. I think a lot of us have felt that and understand that. What's important is the distinction, the percentages between them. It is a higher rate of people that feel it, which shows that. uh, I mean the the interpretation of that would be that they are less supported. You know, so that's the that's the the important part. how about this one? Being LGB is a personal shortcoming. Uh, 16% of Democrats and 38% of Republicans. Okay. A personal shortcoming. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Right. Um, the percentage that feel a part of the LGB community. Wait. Okay. Hold oh, on. I'm. Oh. I'm not. I'm not done with being. Just, not, okay. Like, you want to devastated by that last? One. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to wreck you and leave. Like my last grinder cup. Let's. What? <laughs> we can. We can talk about it. You are perfect just the way that you are. I just want. I just to pick say up that. a little more, maybe. But that's. <laughs> but other than that, you're fine. It's heartbreaking that people would feel that way about themselves. And, Go ahead. Sorry. No. I, and I agree. Like even the phrasing "personal shortcoming" is like. I mean, that has to feel like then it's a choice because that that means you should have done something else to make up for it or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Um, the percentage that feel a part of the LGB community that should say LGBT community, because if you're LGB, it's still the LGBT plus community. Anyway, I'm not, I I'll talk to Ellen and soon later, but, um, <laughs> 72% of Democrats feel a part of the LGB community, 46% of Republicans. Okay. And being LGB is a very important aspect of my life. Uh, 76% of Democrats and 48% of Republicans. That makes sense to me. Like, I don't know why that's that high, actually, because if you're, if if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to swallow that pill that you are in a bigoted party and be a member of the Republican party as a queer person, you have to believe that you are voting for the other parts of the party that are not about you, that you have you have more facets about yourself that that they are catering to yeah. like you, you like you've got to do the but they love all these other things about me <laughs> thing yeah they love that i love to spend spending on defense but like budget right um yeah and uh, we all like smaller government isn't that great who cares about dicks yay <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no, well I, and I, I i think that is a cycle as well because if you don't feel included in the lgbt community I, I've learned so much by being in this community. And like I said, I voted Republican and, and have since become Democrat. And now I'm 
I think you said like becoming even more radicalized recently. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if you are not afforded that chance or don't feel like you can, then it makes sense that your beliefs will stay where they are or, um, and then they feel excluded and then they stay there and then they care about other things because you kind of have to. And it just feels like this big circle. Yep. Yep. Big (sighs) circle jerk. (laughs) It's the last thing that they do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's some Gata. Great. Awesome. Do I have a thing that I want to say? I was going to ask you. Uh, One really just like a little short thing, I guess uh, that I, I forgot to mention before and then it popped up. Uh, in my notes that uh, by contrast, like I talked about the party platform of the GOP being explicitly anti-LGBT since 1992. Um, But the democratic party has had pro LGBT language in it since 1980 in the 1980 democratic national convention. They put this plank in there. We must affirm the dignity of all people and the right of each individual to have equal access to and participation in the institutions and services of our society, including actions to protect all groups from discrimination based on race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or sexual orientation. So, um, I didn't hear gender identity. I mean, I heard sex, but not. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. that was at a that was at a later. But for for 1980, we weren't really talking about gender identity no, too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're you're, you're right. Um, the uh, and I I want to throw that in there just to say I'm really sick and tired of the rhetoric that the parties are the same mm. that that they're they're just two faces of the same coin because you're wrong. <laughs> you're just you're just you're just wrong about that. Yeah, and. Yeah, the Democrats might not be far left enough for a lot of people, and the Republicans aren't far enough right for a lot of people. That there's a lot of centrist candidates. There's a lot of criticism about Biden that he's just this milk toast centrist candidate, and I actually agree with a lot of those criticisms. But the parties are not the same. They are not the same. They're actively working for different things, especially when it comes to queer people. Mm-hmm. And uh, please don't believe that lie. Please, like, anyway. You, we're going to talk about people that got elected? Yeah, what, I'm going to talk about, about your... out Republicans. There are people that not only are Republicans and gay, but also elected to I bet they're, be I that. I bet they're all fascinating winners. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically they are winners. That's... Technically they won. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to talk about uh, a congressional level because I can't do more. Um, okay. the, <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty high yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah that's the the, the uppermost mm-hmm. tier of people that do stuff for the country um uh, so i'll talk about the senate and the house in the senate there have been none that was easy um <laughs> great it, except for lindsey graham <laughs> I, I know <laughs> oh sorry out gay republicans is what oh, i meant okay. to say <laughs> um in the house uh, Mike, how many in history would you guess that there were out or outed uh, out or LGBT Republicans? Uh, let's see, four hundred and thirty-five members of the House of Representatives every two years. Uh, for the last, I doubt there were any before about sixty years ago, give or take. So thirty-eight thousand ish. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty. Um, no, eight. Eight. Great. I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, 
I'm not glad you did a bunch of math for me, but I am glad <laughs> that um, I also like I, I thought the same thing. The house, it's such a big like group of people. I almost was like, I can't. I'll just go pick people that I like. Like I finding this list. Although, although maybe this maybe this isn't a full and complete list. You know how Wikipedia at the top of lists says like this could never be totally accurate, but it probably has most yeah. of them. I don't know. It's not. Yeah. There was not. It's Wikipedia could also say SpongeBob SquarePants was one of the gay Republicans. You ruined my reveal. But I would also assume it, maybe it's missing a few, but it's it's not. We have not had you know dozens of them. Otherwise, I would mm. think that would be in the list, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least there are eight on the Wikipedia list. So here are those eight people I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. So first is Stuart McKinney, who uh, was an elected official from 71, or at least in the House, 71 to 87. Uh, He died. So he's the first one. He died of AIDS in 87. And his obituary and his friends said that he was bisexual. So he was. Okay. I I couldn't tell if uh, who wrote his. We should believe them. I think so. I think, yeah, this, I don't know if he wrote his obituary or someone else. Anyway, so they're. Okay, wait. Okay. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Are you going to write your own obituary? (gasps) I think I'm just going to say bye. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle gets. (laughs) What would your, you, you reviewed obituaries for like a paying job. I professionally wrote obituaries for almost two years. Are you going to write yours? Your newspaper. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to do. It's oh. fine. What's yours going to say? How ridiculously famous and handsome I was. <laughs> ridiculously <laughs> handsome and famous Mike Johnson has yeah. died <laughs> by getting crushed to death by thousands of angry Republicans. <laughs> yep. Yep. They were inside of him. And- <laughs> wait that's not what i'm okay he was 134 (laughs) (laughs) stuart mckinney (laughs) uh bisexual according to friends and obituary uh so this is the first one robert bauman uh who was in the house from 73 to 81 he was outed uh while he was in office in 1980 because he solicited sex from a 16 year old sex worker Thus making him the first openly LGBT congressperson. Great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whenever you look up the like, they came out or they were outed. I'm always like, especially this early. It's like, why? Let's figure out why. Um, John, speaking of John Hinson, who was in office. I keep saying in office. I don't know all the other shit they did. Uh, 79 to 81. He was outed as being gay in 81 for oral sodomy. He was, oh. he was, okay. I mean, I don't, whatever. This is hot. He was blowing a male employee of the Library of Congress in a restroom of the House of Representatives. Nice. Isn't that That's sexy? Nice. That's yeah. quite a way to come out. Yeah. Blow your way to the top. <laughs> um, the, but, well, hold on. You're making me realize, though, or remember, like, if that's the bar, then, then what about, uh, Senator, uh, Larry Craig, Senator Craig from Idaho. I don't know who that is. He was caught in an airport bathroom with another dude, and he was a senator. Did he come out after that? Well, he quit. He. <laughs> That's not the same. Although, he, if coming out involved getting to quit everything, that'd be pretty sweet. I'm gay and I quit. 
That's what's good. You, Never mind. That's my he, obituary, he, Mike. I'm gay and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have you be a senator from Idaho. Um, uh, yeah, he he um, he played guilty and then did not run for re-election. Okay, but yeah. So I don't know. Either he's missing or he did not end up coming out after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, John Henson blowing a dude very sexily. He was charged with attempted sodomy. Which that's that's rude. <laughs> like that's that's Saturday. Who are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like attempted sodomy. No, I was definitely sodomying. Like, what are you, attempted is like we're not. You might you were trying to. Blow. Okay, uh, later though he was charged with sodomy, so he he got full credit. Um, Steve Gunderson in the House from '81 to '97 was outed in '94 on the House floor by another Republican. Ooh. Yeah, um, they were debating some kind of LGBT rights thing. Um, he is the first openly gay Republican to be reelected after being outed. Good for him. I know. Can you imagine being outed on the House floor? Can you imagine the guy that did the outing oh. not being gay? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. It was in my mouth twice yeah, yeah. that night. Like, well, I, and also, the clearly, yeah, okay. Uh, Jim Colby, who was in the house from 03 to 07, came out as gay in 96. He's the first openly gay person uh, to address the Republican National Convention, which he did in 2000. Um, did they know he was gay at the time? <laughs> <laughs> they all put their fingers in their ear, went la, 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 and then invited yeah. him to speak. Um, Michael Huffington uh, in the house from 93 to 95. He came out as bi in 98. Mark Foley in the house from 95 to 06. Uh, he came out in 2006 after a scandal where uh, sexually aggressive emails and texts to teenage boys mm -hmm. came to light. Mm -hmm. And then our buddy Aaron Schock in, off yeah. in the house from 09 to 15 came out in 2020. So hot. <laughs> so dumb. Fuck that guy. Just like, like I, I will literally fuck him, but, but like, also, he's a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the reasons I didn't plan on going through all them, but I uh, one of the reasons I wanted to is first I I see this trend, which I think is progress of first they are outed <laughs> either after they die or then they are outed because of some scandal, um, mm. and then you start to have people who are actually reelected or were out, but like while they were running. Um, and it reminded me that there is this feedback loop. I did not look up any information or data on this, but like the idea of your experience in the Republican Party of gay Republicans is, well, this one was arrested for attempted sodomy. All of that is shitty. Obvi, don't do any of that stuff. Also, the restriction of your sex life, the restriction of you as a person and who you are, I think can contribute to some of those actions like sexual actions that you're like, I, I'm not allowed to be me or do this regularly. So I'm going to find mm -hmm. this terrible outlet for it. And, and to me, then that, then that makes LGBT people look like that's all we do. And that makes people not want to vote or support for LGBT people. Like, I just think it's this, this feedback loop. That's it. It needs to be, it's like, we need enough LGBT Republicans almost to break that notion to how to show that yeah. like, those are not that, you know, that that's not every gay person. That's mm. 
there are yeah 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 i mean i think we might have to drag them kicking and screaming to the present but (laughs) like the republican party is got to recognize change and it's got to recognize that things are expanding and like especially like as zoomers get older and start taking over the world and they're amazing like and they're all uh, so queer like they're, they're all so queer like uh, any, any like visibility matters and it's yeah. important and it's going to keep happening and I, I i also think that these these stories will be sort of forgotten as this just weird backward time in the past that thank god we're past now yeah. i don't know yeah well i mean the downside is it's interesting because like after a certain point after like the 90s i guess there's some in the early aughts but around the 90s then it stops having any republicans there were republicans and democrats in this list and then it just turned all democrat so yeah. like you know there was a point where and that, that that explains to me then why like you're republican and you're outed for a scandal like well you didn't neither party probably you could be gay but now that you know democrats are except the accepting place to go it makes sense that you know the openly gay ones are not uh are not republican mostly i mean but barney frank barney frank was well outed and reelected in the mid 80s he was a democrat i don't know one party has the problem kyle that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) yeah um i don't know do you have any that's everything i had do you have any closing words any non non angry closing words? Non angry closing. Oh, words. I don't. I don't need to restrict you in any way. This is your Republicans love free speech. This is your free speech opportunity. I don't know why. Uh, why am I telling you? You can say what you want. Sorry, I'll stop. Oh, great. <clears throat> it's my show too, Kyle. I know. I don't know why I'm F- fucking fascist ass Republican <laughs> dickbag. Anyway, okay. Um, Me? My. Yeah, you. Oh, no. No, not really though. You're great. Um, <laughs> Although I think you were a Republican when we met and I mm-hmm. hung out with you anyway. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my dad's a Republican and uh, I, I find it to be a great source of stress and personal shame. And um, I, I, I think, I guess I sort of feel bad. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I firmly believe it's okay to have differences of opinion. I really do. I, in fact, I like disagreeing. I like picking apart something from a lot of different angles and then arriving at hopefully some objective improved truth by doing that. And I don't understand the cognitive dissonance that is necessary to be an active member of the Republican party right now. Like you, you're either a in the basket of deplorables or you're lying to yourself about what the party stands for and what it does, especially if you're a gay person and or trans person. And I just, I just don't, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. And it makes me sad because there's so much that is actively being done by that party to create pain for people and people of color, queer people, disabled people, women, (laughs) women. And I, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how people can, create a space for themselves where they that it's okay and have it not be born of either ignorance or just selfish greed because of fiscal policy that turns out that's not even fucking true either like the economy always does better when democrats are in <laughs> office but anyway well i mean i something that i didn't mention that i wanted to is 
to prioritize defense spending in the economy or, you know, whatever it, that we mentioned in the log Republicans over like, oh, the, the net, there's a net benefit is what they're believing to voting Republican, even though they don't support LGBT people, is a place of privilege that you have not experienced the level, or I'm guessing, is because the fact that you are LGBT has not been big enough of an issue that it has affected your life to the degree that you are like, oh shit, that's a human right thing that like, uh, who cares about the defense budget when like, yeah. I, I think it would be easy to, and this is part of the reason I was Republican is because being gay was not as big of a deal. I came out and then was, had to be one of those people that was like, oh, but it's not who I am. I'm still me. Like, blah, blah, like, cause I just didn't, I couldn't just go from zero to 69. Um, <laughs> um, Great. <laughs> so I, I think that voting on those issues that are opinions, what should our defense budget be? What should our, you know, there are things that are opinions we should debate on to prioritize those over human rights is a position of privilege that you don't have to face those injustices against human rights. So yep. I, I think that contributes to why there are so many Republican LGBT people. Yep. Yep. Let's, let's decide on should trans people get to pee before we start talking about tax policy and whether the federal reserve is properly regulated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that brings up the next topic. Is the federal reserve properly regulated? <laughs> uh, did, did we do it? Did we talk? Did we like, Kevin, you paid for this shit. I hope oh it God, worked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we, we did, we did something. We just did something. (laughs) Great. 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 Uh, should we take a break and I'll just go scream in the toilet? (laughs) Let's take a fiscal break. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, Mike has calmed down. He Uh, took some zen. And I blew the ghost of Reagan. It was fine. <laughs> How does that taste? Giant dick, surprisingly. <laughs> um. <laughs> what do we do here? Uh, we're gayish. Goodbye. We're, nope. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to do our gays and straightest. Oh, that, it's my gonna, line. That's why. That's why it was weird. Uh, we're going to do our gayish. We're going to do our gayish and straightest. But first, a quick reminder that gayish, your favorite podcast that you are presently listening to, <laughs> is having a a live stream for our happy fourth birthday. Uh, it is on Saturday, April the 3rd. That's in just a couple of days from now at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The details are on our Facebook page. And uh, there will be a Zoom call afterwards where I'm going to get real drunk. Just <laughs> everybody be ready for that one. Um, probably stay fully clothed. We'll see. I don't know. And, oh then, boy. and then there's an after after party where apparently everybody gets naked. But Kyle and I will go home before that. So don't. Nope. Don't. Don't don't plan on, on on voting for that Republican. Okay, like the children of anti-vaxxer parents, I'm very surprised we turned four. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, new theme song. When it'll be announced next time. Yeah. What else? Yep. Do we have anything else to tell everybody? I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Good. Okay.
Our website yeah. is... Oh, our, yeah. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> All of our social media is at gayishpodcast. Uh, we have a Discord. You'll also notice our Facebook group. Uh, we updated the name to Gayish Community. So if you see a little bit different thing, um, that helps. Uh, because the group is about far more than our show, luckily for everyone, that there's more going on in there. Uh, and also it makes it easier for us on management. But I'm going to yeah. pretend like it's the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Our our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. I guess technically standard rates apply to that too, because like you're paying for your internet and everything. But Yeah, and our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And standard rates apply there, too, or they'll give you your mail back. Mm -hmm. It won't make it to us. <laughs> oh, it'll be like a present to yourself <laughs> that yeah. you didn't want to give yourself. <laughs> um, do you want to do gayest and straightest? Sure. Let's do our gayest and straightest. I am happy to go first if you would okay. like me to. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. Oh, wait? Rate, review, oh. subscribe, and recommend, you fuckers. Yeah. Okay. D it takes... Uh, you've heard us say this probably a bunch... And if you're like me, you hear this all the time and then don't do it. It takes like two yeah. minutes and then you get to feel so good about yourself. Every other time you hear this, you get to feel superior and just in life aim for feelings of superiority. And this is when it takes just a couple minutes to, to feel if you write a review. Yep. Last week we were number one on the sexuality charts in Croatia. And if you get off your ass and do something, we might make that happen in a country that matters. Okay. okay goodbye, <laughs> Croatia. So good to have you. <laughs> well, so, oh, they're not listening. This is about U.S. politics. <laughs> they have, yeah, right. they bounced a while ago. <laughs> so sorry for our international audience. Oh, um, yeah. But, but yeah. Um, uh, so the straightest thing about me this week, <laughs> I I have been. Oh. Mm. I've been I've been hanging out with a listener. We've been we've been chatting a lot and and spending our evenings together watching Future Man on Hulu. <laughs> and there's so many straight guy jokes in that show. It's just it's very straight, broy, like sex and fart and poop humor. <laughs> and I, I I it's 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 pretty great. Um I love that show. I've always loved that show and I love watching it uh, again and it's it's but it is very straight. <laughs> Um, and the gayest thing about me this week was a conversation that I had in Discord on the voice chat, which if you join on Discord, by the way, like we just hang out in there sometimes and talk about the weather or whatever. But anyway, we were talking about the show Penny Dreadful. Did you see Penny Dreadful? No. Is that, I, I forget what platform it was. Like Hulu, maybe? Netflix? So it's about clowns? No, it's about... Um, it's about uh, Pennywise. Like okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, this is Penny Dreadful, which is uh, about like supernatural victorian monster stuff like frankenstein and mm. and dorian gray and um werewolves and vampires and shit like that anyway um everybody was talking about all of the men that are on that show that are super hot and then i i, I said i said uh that if i stack raked everybody on that show and decided which one i wanted to fuck i would fuck patty lapone <laughs> <laughs> is she a top or a bottom Oh, top. Yeah. Giant dick. Absolutely <laughs> massive cock on her. But There's I think like... she I think she would pay attention to you for like the last ten minutes of it, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and and, and you'd believe it too, because she's a really it. good actress. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um well my straightest is uh I don't know. I think this is a straight thing. There are some things you're not supposed to put in the dishwasher. You're supposed to like hand wash like pots and pans or trays and stuff like mm -hmm. i 
I think my like placing items in the dishwasher is how much shit can I fit in there because it'll oh, clean yeah. all of it. Uh, it won't. It's not magic. Kyle. It'll, no, Mike, <laughs> don't say, don't contradict me. Um, my gayest is uh, in this uh, text chain with my college friends. Uh, we were talking about whether or not to, not whether to get the vaccine, but like, uh, sign up in a specific way is it you know ethical to do it in this way or get it the you know just all these things that come up because the system is so disorganized and when my friend texted me my response was oh girl you got to get the shot and then i all <laughs> then i replied i don't think i've ever said that before but like there i don't know if i hold back on girl because it's not me or if i have felt uncomfortable like my internalized homophobia and that has made me mm. feel uncomfortable saying it and that's what's made me turn into it not an oh girl gay anyway oh. I was an oh girl gay for a really long time, and then I started worrying about misgendering people. Like, oh that's, girl, <laughs> you yeah. gotta worry about that. <sighs> um, a listener's gayest is straightest. This time it comes from Facebook, and the gayish community never lets me down. But uh, I, I put up an SOS when we started recording and said, <laughs> "Hey, hey, please, please." That's right. Please. I posted the song "SOS" by Rihanna. <laughs> Oh, great. Great. Well, then I don't know why this person uh, talked about Brittany. This one comes <laughs> from Sean Mundeshine on our Facebook group. Um, straightest, not showering nor putting on pants all day for a lazy Sunday. Hashtag COVID life. Uh, gayest, strutting around in cute undies and dancing to Britney Spears. Hashtag COVID life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did he say which song? No. Oh, I okay. Ask, nah, it's, but... I mean, that's fine. All right. I have a limited amount of time that I will care about this before I forget. <laughs> well, that is it. A special thank you to Kevin Henderson, who is one of our gap bridgers that select selected this, this topic. And of course made me be miserable because <laughs> I just got real angry. I think, okay. uh, uh, gap bridgers have especially recently had a good uh, track record of picking things that we've been either nervous to, or I don't know, just things we haven't picked. Yeah. And I, I end up being really glad that they do. So I, I, yeah, thank you so much, Kevin, for picking this and hope you like it. Uh, thank you also to the people, LGBT people that are not Republican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and thank you to Aaron shocks abs, not the rest of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank you. <laughs> I said casually remembering what I'm supposed to do uh, yep. are these super cap bridgers. Uh, thank you to CN and Javi, Jerome York, Chris Cachatorian, Thomas B, Tipsy McStumbles, Christopher Farrell, and David Phillips. We appreciate you more than everyone else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that is it. This has been Gayish from the CN and Javi studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you, unless you is a Republican. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Why do you sound so sad? I don't think this makes me sad. Oh. Gayish.